is Chet Nickerson reporting. After 18 hours in the air, Miss Amelia Earhart has set the record as the first person to fly solo over the treacherous Pacific Ocean from Honolulu to Oakland, California. Wow, what an accomplishment. Have you ever tried setting a record, Smarty Pants? Like setting a jump rope record. Or most times tapping a balloon in the air without it hitting the ground. Or memorizing every crafting recipe in Minecraft. Those are all great goals. Keep at them. Amelia Earhart built her career as an aviator on setting big goals, flying her plane longer distances under more difficult circumstances than any pilot before her. Here she is in her own words. I'm always striving to try something new and demonstrate what's possible, especially when it comes to flight. It's not always easy. On the Atlantic flight, I had ice conditions and storms. On this Pacific flight, I lucked out with almost no bad weather. I saw the moon and stars most of the night. Of course, on both flights, I was very glad to see land. Amelia Earhart was piloting aircraft and setting world records in the 1920s and 1930s. But who was this daring lady? How was she able to do what nobody had ever done before? And how'd she wind up as one of the greatest mysteries of all time? It's time for another whiff of science and history on... Who smarted? Who smarted? Who smart? Is it you? Is it me? Is it science? Or history? Listen up! Everyone! We make smarting lots of fun! But who smarted? Amelia was born in 1887 in Atchison, Kansas. She was just six years old when the Wright brothers tested the first successful airplane in 1903. But Amelia didn't actually see an airplane until she was 10. I went to the state fair, and there was this thing of rusty wire and wood, a plane. But it looked not at all interesting. Planes were brand new, and not at all fancy or comfortable. But years later, when Amelia attended a stunt flying exhibition, she saw what these flying machines were capable of. Now I'm interested. When I was 23 years old, I finally went in a plane for the first time. By the time I'd gotten 200 feet off the ground, I knew I had to fly. Amelia took her first flying lesson at the age of 24. Six months later, she had saved up enough money to buy her own two-seater biplane. A biplane has two wings, one stacked above the other, and a propeller on the nose. They aren't flown very much anymore. Mine was bright yellow, so I named it the Canary. Amelia had lots of contemporaries, other pilots who were also racing to set records. There was Charles Lindbergh, a.k.a. Lucky Lindy, Slim, Ned, the Lone Eagle, Flapper McGee. Hey, no one calls me Flapper. You made that one up. 
a man of many nicknames and a pilot of many accolades, Lindbergh became the first pilot to cross the Atlantic, flying a solo non-stop flight from New York to Paris. And I became the second pilot and first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean. Strong winds, icy conditions, and mechanical problems made the flight difficult, requiring quick thinking, coordination, speed, and willpower. Boy, is this Amelia Earhart aces or what? Her skill as a navigator is only matched by her bravery as she risks her life to make history. What a gal! What a pilot! Because of engine troubles, I had to land in a pasture in Northern Ireland. After scaring away every cow in the field, I pulled up to a farmer's backyard. Who does you think you are in your fancy flying machine? Tearing up my pasture and scaring away my cows? What is this world coming to? A progressive world, that's what. A lot of people, mostly men, were unsupportive of females in flight. But Amelia proves her piloting prowess, becoming the first woman to reach 14,000 feet, the first woman to fly across the United States, the first woman to cross the Atlantic, and the first woman to cross the Atlantic solo, during which she established new records for speed. She was recognized for her valor with two medals, the Cross of the French Legion of Honor and the Distinguished Flying Cross. There weren't as many records set by women in those days, but I didn't intend to be the only one receiving notoriety. In 1920, I started the 99s, an organization of female pilots with 99 charter members. The 99s is a crackerjack organization. Its membership are dedicated to mutual support, the advancement of aviation, and maintaining historical records of women in aviation. Licensed pilots and even student pilots can still join today. In 1933, I founded another venture, a clothing line for the woman who lives actively. I called it Amelia Fashions. Amelia was not happy with the standard apparel designed for flying, nor the typical clothing considered acceptable for women. If I'm going to sit in a cockpit of a plane for 18 hours, I intend to be comfortable. For that matter, I'd like to be comfortable sitting on my own couch, too. Earhart's clothing line included wrinkle-free dresses, skirts, pants, and outerwear. Some of it was made from parachute material and the fabrics used to cover airplane wings at the time. Whoa. The clothes may have been comfortable, but the planes were not. Early aircraft had no heat or air conditioning, nor were they pressurized. And it wasn't easy to breathe in high altitudes. Hey, adventure first. Amelia didn't just talk the talk. She flew the flights, crossing the Pacific in the first ever successful solo flight from Hawaii to California, an even greater distance than the Atlantic crossing. And later, she'd complete the first successful solo flight from Los Angeles to Mexico City. That Miss Earhart, what will she accomplish next? No, seriously, what's next? Where are you setting your sights, Amelia? I'm gonna fly around the world. It 
It's June 1st, 1937. In mere moments, aviation's leading lady, Amelia Earhart, will take off on a historic flight round the world. If she completes it, she will become the first woman to circumnavigate the globe by plane. Ah, uh, but Amelia's around-the-world trip didn't go as planned. Instead of ending up in the record books with a history-making flight, Amelia Earhart would end up in the history books as one of the greatest mysteries of all time. That story, right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at IXL, you don't have to go it alone. IXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. IXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used IXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the IXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because IXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, IXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to IXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust IXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up now at IXL.com smarted. Visit IXL.com smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. IXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at IXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious, home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian approved delicious gourmet meals. From Calorie Smart to Protein Plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box 
plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted. We're here on the runway in sunny Miami, where Amelia Earhart's twin-engine Lockheed Electra 10E sits poised to make history. Oh, there's Miss Earhart's navigator, Fred Noonan, an intrepid adventurer and stellar navigator in his own right. Joining Amelia on this adventure was Fred Noonan, a sea captain and flight navigator who charted many routes across the Pacific Ocean in the 1930s. In fact, he helped pioneer Trans-Pacific Commercial Airlines service with Pan American Airlines. Have you ever visited Hawaii? Fred Noonan helped make that possible. And now, here's the woman of the hour, high-flying Amelia Earhart. She's climbing into the cockpit, and she gives a wave to the crowd as she starts the engine. Amelia had tried an around-the-world journey once before. In March 1937, she took off from Hawaii with co-pilot Paul Mance. However, they ran into equipment failures and had to cut their trip short. Fortunately, they were able to land safely. That did not deter Amelia in the least. She got a new plane, a new navigator, and took off again. on the first leg of a grueling 29,000-mile journey around the world. Amelia and Noonan headed east, making several refueling stops before landing in Lai, New Guinea, on June 29th, after 28 days of flying. Back in the U.S., crowds have gathered to celebrate the successful return of Amelia Earhart, Queen of the Skies. Only Earhart and Noonan would never return. With 22,000 miles of their journey completed, they only had 7,000 miles left to travel. However, this record-setting flight would go on to become the greatest mystery of the 20th century. July 2nd, 1937, soaring towards a new record, Amelia Earhart and navigator Fred Noonan take off from New Guinea, headed for one of the last stops on their journey, Howland Island. Howland Island was a speck of land in the middle of the Pacific, located midway between New Guinea and Hawaii. It was a 2,600-mile journey to Howland, roughly the same distance as crossing the United States. But the trip proved difficult. Itasca, this is Earhart. Just reached altitude after leaving Leia. Cloudy weather. Cloudy. Earhart and Noonan flew into overcast skies with sporadic rain showers. They communicated with the Coast Guard ship Itasca, trying to maintain their navigational bearings. The Itasca sent frequent radio transmissions, but it seemed Earhart couldn't hear them. Her own transmissions to the ship were faint and difficult to discern. We must be on you, but we cannot see you. Fuel is running low. Been unable to reach you by radio. We are flying at 1,000 feet. Inaccurate maps, cloudy skies, and a tiny target made navigating especially difficult for Noonan. Howland Island is only one and a half miles long and a half a mile wide. So small, that you and a friend could see each other waving from opposite sides of the island. We are circling, but cannot see island. Cannot hear you. We are now running north and south. Amelia Earhart and Fred Noonan never landed on Howland Island. In fact, they were never heard from again. Tragedy over the Pacific. Instead of celebrating Amelia Earhart's greatest achievement, the world waits anxiously as Earhart's plane failed to reach Howland Island. President Franklin D. Roosevelt has personally authorized a massive two-week search. 
U.S. Coast Guard, U.S. Navy, and British ships are in the area. But it's not looking good. This pair of brave aviators were ultimately declared lost. It was a mysterious finale to an amazing aviation career. But even now, no conclusive evidence has been found to explain exactly what happened to Amelia and Fred. Some civilians on the U.S. mainland believe they picked up distress calls on their family's radio consoles. Water's knee-deep. Let me out. We have taken in water. Can't hold on much longer. It's almost certain Amelia's plane went down in the Pacific. But years later, bones, navigational equipment, and shoe parts were discovered on nearby Gardner Island. Whoa. Some believe Earhart and Noonan were marooned. Others think they were captured by the Japanese military, suspected of being spies. A coral-covered airplane wreck was found submerged off the coast of New Guinea. Could this be their plane? Still others theorize Earhart survived and lived the rest of her life under an assumed identity. Whatever the answer, Earhart soared over land and sea, winning our hearts, igniting our imaginations, setting world records, and inspiring future aviation adventurers. A big shout out to our awesome fan, Serenity, in St. Louis, Missouri. Thanks so much for listening to Who Smarted. This episode, Amelia Earhart, was written by Libby Ward and voiced by Adam Tex Davis, Charlotte Cohn, Jason Williams, Max Kamaski, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios. Our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, with lyrics written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production. 